What's your name? Diamond. And how old are you? Um, three. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he saved us from our sins. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. Hey, Finn, your mom told me you got a new trampoline made out of sea sponges. Yep. Have you learned any tricks yet? Well, I learned to do do a, a water wheel. Ooh, how do you do that? It's almost like, uh, so uh, it's like this. <laughs> like this. Whoa, so it's kind of like you do a somersault in the, on the trampoline? Yeah. Cool. Do Brooke and River like to jump on it too? Uh, yeah. Well, today... We're going to leave the northern tribes of Israel and their sad story of being taken away by the Assyrians. Yeah, with Ahaz and Jotham. And go back to the nation of Judah. That's right. We're going to talk about those two kings. The last time we talked about the south, Uzziah had been the king of Judah. But when he got leprosy, his son Jotham began to rule. Jotham was 25 years old when he became king. He was that young? And he ruled in Jerusalem for 16 years. 16 years? Jotham did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Uzziah had done. Thankfully, Jotham didn't enter the Lord's temple as Uzziah had done. He didn't remove the high places, though. And the people continued to do very sinful things. During his reign, Jotham rebuilt the upper gate of the Lord's temple, worked on a city wall, built towns in the hill country of Judah, and forts and towers in the forests. forts? He went to war against the king of Ammon and won the battle over the Ammonites. That year, they paid Jotham almost four tons of silver. Four tons of silver? He must have been a billionaire. They paid him 1,800 tons of wheat and 1,500 tons of barley. They also brought him the same amount in the second and third years. Jotham became powerful because he had worshipped the Lord his God with all his heart. Pekah, the king of Israel that we talked about last week, and the king of Aram, fought at different times against Jotham. Pekah. When he died, he was buried in the city of David, 
and Jotham's son Ahaz became the next king after him. I think he did a very good job. You think? No, and he didn't. He was worshiping idols top to bottom. Hmm. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king. He was that young! (laughs) He ruled in Jerusalem for 16 years. He didn't do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He didn't do what King David had done. He followed the ways of the kings of Israel. He yeah, also he set up calves in Bethel and Dan. There's being a lot of there's getting a lot of golden calves here. Well, you remember what that that's what that's what the northern tribes did. So we'll see what he did. Yep, they set up a lot of golden calves. He made statues of gods that were named Baal. He burned sacrifices in the valley of Ben-Hinnom. He sacrificed his children in the fire to other gods. (laughs) He followed the practices of the nations. The Lord hates these practices. Hates? The Lord had driven out those nations to make room for the people of Israel. Ahaz offered sacrifices and burned incense at the high places. He also did it on the tops of hills and under every green tree. It's so sad that Ahaz was nothing like his dad, but instead acted like the other evil kings and the people who continued to worship idols. Now, when Ahaz began to reign, Rezin was the king of Aram, and Pekah was still the king of Israel. And let me guess, this is the fall of Israel. Well, you remember we talked about that last week. Most of the fall, but now it's the real fall. Well, so now we're talking about the southern tribes. I thought I so we're kind of going back in time a little bit. While the northern tribes still had a king. So Pekah was the king of Israel. Rezin and Pekah marched up to fight against Jerusalem, but they couldn't overpower it. The royal family of Ahaz was told, The army of Aram has joined forces with Ephraim's, or Israel's, army. So the hearts of Ahaz and his people trembled with fear. They shook just as trees in the forest shake when the wind blows through them. But the Lord was kind. And said to Isaiah the prophet, remember him? Oh yeah, he was he was the one who like um, okay he was in front of the altar in a big vision of the Lord with holy sea frames. The seraphims, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. He had his mouth touched with a burning coal in the vision, and he asked the Lord to send him out to do the work that God had. So God said to Isaiah, Go out and see Ahaz. Take your son with you. Meet Ahaz at the end of the channel that brings water from the upper pool. Tell Ahaz, Be careful. Stay calm. Do not be afraid. Do not lose hope because of the great anger of the king of Aram and the king of Israel. After all, they are nothing but two pieces of smoking firewood. They have planned to destroy you and said, 
Let's march into Judah and attack it. Let's tear everything down. Then we can share the land among ourselves. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason that Pekka and Sisera... What's her name? Resin? Oh, yeah. Regan. And it couldn't destroy him was because Ahaz was from the, from the line of David. Oh, that's a good thought, Finn. But I am the Lord and, and King. I say that will not happen. It will not take place. Do not worry about the king of Aram. Do not worry about the people of Ephraim. And Manasseh. They will be too crushed to be considered a people. That will happen before 65 years are over. And do you remember what happened to the people of Israel before 65 years were over? Um. The Assyrians came in and took them away. Most of them. To exile. Not all of them. Most of them. God said to Ahaz, If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. I am the Lord your God. Ask me to give you a sign. It can be anything in the deepest grave or in the highest heaven. So what do you think Ahaz is going to ask for? Uh, I don't know. To set fire to all the... uh, to all the, uh, the, I have no idea. Just Elway, what did he ask? But Ahaz said, I won't ask. I won't test the Lord. Why do you think he said that? Um, if he just became a Christian, just like that, and he immediately ran sweet of light to get it to the verse where it says, you shall not test the Lord. <gasps> That's where I might have said it. (laughs) Okay. Do you think he might have just seen the Lord as one of the many gods that he could worship? I guess so. Maybe. Then Isaiah said, Listen, you members of the royal family of David. Isn't it enough for you to test the patience of human beings? Are you also going to test the patience of my God? The Lord himself will give you a sign. And this is going to be kind of like a double sign, which we'll talk about. Tell me the double the sign! Vir- the virgin is going to have a baby. She will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel. He will still be very young when he can decide between right and wrong. Even before then, the lands of the two kings you feared will be ruined. So... What do we remember around Christmas time? The birth of Emmanuel. So, Emmanuel was Jesus. That was the final fulfillment of this prophecy. But it's also connected to Ahaz, because the Lord was going to bring judgment on the northern tribes and keep David's line safe from being completely destroyed by their enemies so that the true king could come, even though there would be judgment for Ahaz and the other king's unbelief. Isaiah said, The Lord will also bring the king of Assyria against you, and he will bring him against your people and the whole royal family. That will be a time of trouble. It will be unlike any since the northern tribes broke away from Judah. 
at that time, the Lord will whistle for the Egyptians. Huh. <laughs> you trying to whistle? Yep. Oh, man. More enemies. They will come like flies from the Nile River in Egypt. He will also whistle for the Assyrians. They will come from their country like bees. All of them will come and camp in the deep valleys. They will camp in caves in the rocks. And they'll camp near bushes and water holes. At that time, the Lord will use the Assyrians to punish you. Ahaz had hired them earlier from east of the Euphrates River. Now their king will be like a razor in the Lord's hand. He will shave all the hair from your body, which is just a way of saying that they would be embarrassed. There would only be a few people left, and it would only take a few cows and goats to produce milk for all of them. The land used to have vineyards with a thousand vines worth 25 pounds of silver, but soon the whole land will be covered with thorns and bushes. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you think what the Lord said would happen happened? Or was Ahaz able to stop it? Ahaz was not able to stop it. Do you think the Lord's words changed his heart? Please tell me they did. So the Lord handed Ahaz over to the king of Aram, and the men of Aram won the battle over him. They took many of his people as prisoners and brought them to Damascus. God also handed Ahaz over to Pekah. Do you remember who he was? A bad king. Yeah, Israelite king. His army wounded or killed many of the troops of Ahaz and in one day killed 120,000 of his soldiers. That's because Judah had deserted the Lord, the God of their people. One of the Israelite soldiers killed Ahaz's son, his officer in charge of the palace, and the man who was next in command after the king. Wait, then how will God keep us from us to Ahaz if... That's a good question. Do you think Ahaz had more than one son? Uh, yes, I guess so. The men of Israel captured 200,000 wives, sons, and daughters from their relatives in Judah and took a large amount of goods. They carried it all back to Samaria. But a prophet of the Lord was there named Oded. When the army Oded. Mhm. When the army returned to Samaria, he went out to meet them, saying, "The Lord is the God of your people." He was very angry with Judah, so he handed them over to you. But you have killed them. Your anger reached all the way to heaven. Now you're planning to make the men and women of Judah and Jerusalem your slaves. But aren't you also guilty of sins against the Lord your God? Listen to me. You have taken your relatives from Judah as prisoners. The Lord is very angry with you. So send your relatives back. Um, let me guess. Pega didn't listen. Then some of the leaders in Ephraim, in Samaria, stood up to those who were returning from the war. Don't bring those prisoners here, they said. 
if you do, will be guilty in the sight of the Lord. Do you really want to add to our sin and guilt? We're already very guilty and the Lord is very angry with us. Do you think the soldiers will listen? That's up to Pega. The soldiers gave up the prisoners and the goods they had taken in front of the officials and the whole community. From the goods that had been taken, the officials gave clothes to everyone who was naked. They gave them clothes, sandals, food, drink, and healing lotion. They put all the weak people on donkeys and took them back to their relatives at Jericho. Then they returned to Samaria. So, do you think King Ahaz will see this as God's way of taking care of the people of Judah and trust and follow God now? No. We'll listen to the rest of the story next week. Can't you tell me now, please? (laughs) But let's talk about some of the choices that these two kings made. So, going back to the beginning, what kind of a king was Jotham. A very, 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 very good king. Yeah, it says he did what was right in God's eyes, but he didn't teach the people to do the same. Maybe he didn't even teach his own children, based on the way Ahaz turned out. And the author tells us that Jotham became powerful Because he worshipped God with all his heart. I think God wants to show the difference between the trouble that came because Ahaz worshipped idols and the success that Jotham enjoyed defeating enemies and even getting rewards from them because he trusted in God. And even though Pekah fought against him, he was able to to stay strong. What happened when Pekah fought against Jotham's son Ahaz? He took a lot of them prisoner and killed a lot. Mm-hmm. The kings of Israel were like an older brother teaching his younger brother how to do bad things, like sacrifice their children to a false god and worship whatever gods they wanted to. It's a scary thing to serve those kind of gods. Can you imagine trying to please a god who made you kill your own children? I can barely imagine it. The older brother Israel joined forces with another nation that worshipped idols called Aram to attack their own people in Judah. So, what did God do when Ahaz trembled with fear? Did he send a prophet to say, You got yourself into this mess so you can get yourself out. No. Our God is a God of compassion and strength and help. What did he do when Israel took a bunch of people from Judah as their prisoners? He got mad. Mm Mm-hmm. So did God say that everything would be fine then? And Ahaz wouldn't face any consequences? No. He would still be using the Assyrians and Egyptians to punish Ahaz. The people of Judah would still need a rescuer, and it certainly wouldn't be Ahaz. Do you think it will be Assyria? Uh, 
No. Ahaz did give them lots of silver and gold to buy their help. Yes. What kind of rescuing do the people of Judah need? Emmanuel. Yeah. Part of the sign God gave Ahaz showed him that Israel would be judged for their sins against Judah. Do you remember what Emmanuel means? Um, God is with us. Yeah. And it's actually a scary thing for the people who don't worship God. Because he sees everything. God is the only one the prophet Isaiah was to honor and call holy. And a couple chapters later in Isaiah chapter 9, after God's judgment of his people... The people who walked in darkness, in the darkness of sin and judgment, would see a great light through a man living in the land of Galilee. Do you remember who that man was? Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. The light of Christ would surprise the sinners with joy through his grace. That child born would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. The people would know God through Christ. This king, coming from the line of David, would extend his rule to the Gentiles too. And he would rule with justice and righteousness. The complete opposite of Ahaz. Yeah. So, why is it better for us than the people living under the rule of Ahaz? We don't have a king that completely does not worship God. In fact, we don't even have a king who's got president. Mm-hmm. Who's the true king that God has given us? Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Let's pray. Holy Heavenly Father, Thank you so much that we get to live on the other side of that sign given to Ahaz. You've already come, showing us what you're like through sending Christ. Thank you that you are the one who delivers us from all our fears, because you are the one in charge and are more powerful and loving than we can imagine. Thank you, Lord. You're the best. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for helping with the story today, Finn. You're welcome. Do you have a joke for us? Um, what kind of bird doesn't have any hair? Doesn't have any hair? Yeah. What? A bald eagle. <laughs> All right. Talk to you next time, boys and girls. See ya. Don't forget to do the credits. Finn the Fish was played by Isaiah Yoder, age seven. And I'm Alicia Yoder, played by Alicia Yoder. Talk to you next time.